Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hello and welcome, spiritual trailblazers. I cannot wait to talk to you about today's topic. Before I get into that, I want to start off this podcast the way I start off each and every episode, and that's with practicing the art of gratitude. Okay, I know I talked about writing, what we're grateful for, talking about what we what we are grateful for, but also I want you to just make time to go out in nature, to look at art, to eat something different, talk to someone who's seemingly a stranger, you know, just do something to change the energy around you to bring in more gratitude. There's something, as I like to say, magical that happens when we do something new and it's relation to gratitude. It makes us appreciate things even more. Okay, a quick story. When I was in the Bahamas, I learned that there isn't a mail delivery service. Everyone has a post office box. And I thought to myself, I would probably check my mail once every two weeks. Okay, so I'm grateful for the mail delivery service, the UPS, the USPS service here in the States. So again, do something new because it will help you to remember all the great things in your life. So if you have a question or comment about today's episode, there are three ways you can let it be known. You can go to my Instagram page, which is uh, Tia underscore Johnson underscore, or my private Facebook group, which is Spiritual and Empowerment Living. The difference is if you don't mind it being out in the open, go to the Instagram uh, page there engage in the conversation. You can't miss the image. It's going to state new podcast alert. If you want it to be a little bit more private and you want to talk with fellow spiritual trailblazers, Spiritual and Empowerment Living Group is for you. You can also write me an email. I love receiving emails, guys, because I love reading about your thoughts. Just uh, send an email to podcast at tiamariejohnson.com. So, The month of September is all about self-improvement, okay? And that's huge because we really can't move forward and we can't accurately reflect on the past unless we are focusing on self-improvement. So I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, Tamara Ward. But let me tell you, because the topic is creating confidence, living purposefully. And so here's her wonderful bio. Tamara is a divinely guided medium, tarot reader, Reiki master, and workshop facilitator. She has been in the holistic industry for over 20 years and has been listed as one of Calgary's top psychics and mediums 2015 by Crowd Wellness. She has now concentrated her many years of modality training and her intuitive gifts into a powerful structure, which will lead you into a renewed connection with self-confidence that launches you forward in life. Dedicated to facilitating the personal empowerment of both men and women, 
Tamara has cultivated a format ideal which reveals beliefs and issues that hinder your connection with self-confidence and personal power, which are sometimes hidden in a subconscious or spiritual realm. Shift limiting beliefs with powerful belief reprogramming technique and align your energy system to work in harmony with the new beliefs to facilitate quick results. It is important to realize that habit will keep you looped into the old way of being. In order to maintain that higher level of energy, Tigress Empowerment offers courses to support continued development of your personal power. That sounds pretty cool. You can learn more about Tamara at tigressempowerment.com, and that link will be in the description notes. So no worries if you're like, oh, my God, how do you spell that? I got you covered. Tamara, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, well, thanks for being here. And I want to learn as much as I can about your business and you. So let's get started. Tell us about Tigress Empowerment. Well, Tigress Empowerment came to be when I um, altered my business model. I was doing uh, primarily energy work, uh, being a Reiki master and, and tarot readings. And it occurred to me that a lot of people were coming for a tarot reading for major life altering decisions. And it, it really made me sad that people were so ready to give away their power in these major decisions in their life to somebody who was ultimately a complete stranger. And you know, just using their intuitive guidance. And so I thought, you know, what really needs to happen is like I remodeled my, um, my business structure so that I would teach people to come from a place of empowerment within themselves to make these decisions big and small in their life where they are the in the driver's seat of their life. Mm, that is really powerful. So when it comes to them, um, giving away their power and making these decisions, what are some of the ways you help them to make those major and even small decisions? Well, um, again, um, I created the modality of belief reprogramming, which is ultimately a mixture of um, three different modalities, uh, TAT belief reprogramming system, which uses acupressure points and um, accesses the subconscious. So that what you do is you sort of call it up like a computer program and you call up this program and you say, do you want to delete this? Yes, we do. And then we install the new positive program. Um, and then we also, uh, you know, realign the energy centers with the new belief, the positive belief, because it's kind of like going to the chiropractor where you um, get an adjustment. You're used to walking over to the left side. You get an adjustment, you're walking upright, but habit would dictate that you go back to the left side. Mm. So I found that by including the energy work as well, it, it keeps people on track with the, the new positive system, putting them back in charge of their life because the, the limiting belief is no longer an issue. Um, and then, you know, they, that was one of the key models that I've, I've used to bring people back into their point of power. I love that. Yeah, bringing it back to the point of power. So what are some of the common limiting beliefs that you come across in your practice? Um, 
Well, there's a lot of um, unworthiness. Uh, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve. Um, there's a lot of money stuff uh, or people playing small. Like I would really like to apply for a promotion in my career, but I'm, you know, either I'm not worthy. I'm, I can't handle that kind of responsibility. Um, these kind of things, you know, we can work with that. And uh, the other aspect that I work with is I use my intuition to connect with your guides and your high self to say, well, this is where you're at on your soul path. What do we need to shift right now to get you streamlined up into the next level? And then we use the belief reprogramming and energy work thereafter. I, I love that because there have been so many times where when I was younger, I know that I had to uh, re-look at those limiting beliefs. For example, I know when I first started, um, me being in my mid-20s, talking to women who were in their 40s or 50s, I thought, oh my God, am I ready? Should I be doing this? So... How many sessions would it require typically? I know that took years to get over, but in, in your practice, how many times do you help people get over something? Well, in the belief reprogramming system, um, it's it was originally designed for soldiers suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress. Mm. And just with that one, with the, the TAP programming alone, results are immediate after one session. Um, so I find that combining it with the intuitive guidance of what you specifically need, doing the, the TAP belief reprogramming and then aligning with the new, the new positive um, affirmations, if you will, the results are immediate and long lasting. And it's like, I, you, it's almost as though it was like in a dream state. It's like, I can't believe I was even related to the person who used to think I was unworthy let alone come to the conclusion that that was, in fact, me. Mm. Yeah, very, very powerful. I love that. And it's it's interesting when people have breakthroughs like that because it's just like they rise like a phoenix or, in this case, tigress, you know, being empowered. So how did you come up with the tigress empowerment, the, 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 um, the two terms? Well, it, it really was um, – Again, it was it was guided for me. Uh, the tigress, I I love the imagery of of the tigress. When you watch a tiger walk, they just know who they are. They they know that they're an, an incredible, powerful being, but they still move with that grace and agility that's cat-like. They 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 can be extremely nurturing or extremely ferocious. ferocious. But they walk with that air of confidence that I think we're all searching for. And the tigress empowerment is, you know, owning that tigress essence and empowering yourself to, to be there. Yes, it's like that unapologetic uh, essence to it. Like you said, you know, nurturing, but also, you know, a force. You can, I, I, yeah, that that's really interesting. I always look at a tiger as, you know, this, this powerful being, and I totally forgot how nurturing a tiger can be and how just the mere presence commands, you know, the energy of respect, of admiration. So I think, yeah, a lot of people can benefit from, you know, just that presence, that 
seeing Tiger's empowerment alone. Right. Yeah. And the totem itself is just, it means so much to me with the strength, the power, the nurturing, um, and just that ownership of, of, you know, who they are and what they're capable of. Absolutely. Uh, Figuring out what someone's capable of really is the breaking point, just as you were saying earlier with delimiting beliefs and, you know, saying, okay, I can't believe that was related to that person, et cetera. So that is just like, as if someone, and I don't want to say smack them in the face, like wake them up, like, ah, boom, you know, <laughs> like those yeah. memes you see with Batman and Robin, <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> Robin, but it's, it's so true. It's just, you know, we have this, there's almost like a click, like, oh, that aha moment, whatever you right. think that is. Yeah, I know for myself, my own personal journey, when I go back and read some of my journals from years ago, I just shake my head that, <laughs> and I have a lot of compassion for where I used to be, but at the same time, because I was there, I can really support people who are currently there, you know, with the unworthiness and undeservability and because I've done as much, I, uh, this has been a lifelong path for me, is learning more, teaching more, um, doing my own personal growth, and incorporating that in my classes and workshops as well. That's, that is wonderful. And I, so I know we chatted a little bit beforehand, and I know that you also talked about Tantra. So can you explain how that is also part of what you do and, and the impact that has for people? Yeah, thanks. Um, with Tantra, I I learned about Tantra, I think it was 2012, and I was fascinated. Um, uh, Tantra is a spirituality, which includes Hinduism and Tibetan Buddhism. And what I really appreciate about it is it is all about um, encompassing the wholeness of the person and, and achieving enlightenment from like the, the entirety of who you are, including your sexual energy. I haven't discovered any other um, spiritual practices or religious bodies that include the sexual energy. And so I was, I was intrigued, admittedly. And so I started to explore it a little bit more. And like this just really resonated for me. It's like, yes, we can achieve enlightenment when we receive our full self. And I thought, that's what I've been going for. So in 2013, I went to San Diego and I took the Tantra teacher training. And I've been, you know, expanding on that learning ever since. And then I thought, again, on, on my own personal journey, I thought, there's got to be a way for me to encompass all the stuff that I have learned to help me catapult through some of my own issues, one of which is about weight. So um, I've struggled with weight most of my life. At 10 years old, my parents decided that I was too pudgy. And so I've been on various diets for about 38 years. And the bottom line is I am tired of it. <laughs> And the things that I have done to myself in the name of weight loss are, are absolutely heinous. But the one thing I had never tried was to love myself. 
um, as part of a, a you know my weight it, as part of my weight loss program as part of my self acceptance program. I did to a certain extent with the tantra practice love and accept myself on the emotional levels. I can accept the the good the ones deemed good and the ones deemed less good. But again with the physicality, I was really stuck. Um, and I was stuck in the belief that I will love my thighs when they are an acceptable size, but not until then. <laughs> and I was using that as a motivator, which was really self-defeating. And so I thought, wait a minute. I've been learning and growing and studying this my whole life. We can encompass all of this. And I'm going and I'm launching this new prep program called Tantra in Support of Weight Loss. And what it is, it's about shifting gears and how you think about your body and how that works in society and how that relates to your desirability and your sensuality. Because what I have found is as you work with increasing your self-confidence, which is empowering, like bringing your awareness back into your, your own sense of power, that sort of all automatically opens up the sensuality, opens up your goddess essence. You're walking a little taller, a little straighter, and even with good posture, there's an immediate illusion that you've lost 10 pounds right there. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's really with the stride. If you can walk with that tiger strut where you just own that you love all of who you are, what I have found is the weight comes off so much easier because there's no more battle. And that when the, you lose a couple of pounds, then you want to start encouraging that. Then you're starting to make better food choices. You're starting to go out and, and dance more or exercise more, get the body moving because you're actually feeling good about your, your body. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to start a movement where the whole you know, body image industry and the holistic industry of, of, you know, bringing yourself back into a point of empowerment stems from owning your sensuality, your sexiness, no matter what size you are. And it's interesting that these things come into play. So the weight will fall off when it's actually no longer an issue. That's beautiful. And I wholeheartedly agree because I know that some of the listeners on this podcast focusing on their weight and like you were just saying, you know, that self-acceptance, that self-love helps in that battle. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it just happens so naturally. And I think that's where the crossroad is. It's that it doesn't, it does the part of the belief is that it doesn't ha happen naturally. It has to be, tough work, going to the gym, being super duper 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 disciplined and eating right and doing this and, you know, and getting themselves involved in a lot of workshops and Groupon, <laughs> you know, classes and, you know, nothing against Groupon. I love it. But the thing is, you're, you're so right. It's just, it's not supposed to be hard once we get to that point, you know, once we realize, okay, I love myself. I had to mm -hmm. accept myself first. So I know that you talked about, you know, how Tantra helped you and uh, how you were able to really love yourself. But can you provide uh, more tips about the, the mindset behind the, you know, hey, I love my thighs? <laughs> well, yeah, actually, that's I'm really glad you brought that up because that was actually a real sticking point for me. I was 
when the concept was first introduced to me, I read it in a book and immediately threw the book across the room and it hit the wall and I wouldn't pick it up again. <laughs> so I was just a little resistant. I, and I totally understand somebody who says that, you know, love, to, to lose weight, you need to love yourself first because I was number, I was the first of the class to say, no, absolutely not. That's completely backwards. But what, what my experience has been is when you love yourself regardless, then the weight just, it, it becomes less important. And I think the reason for that is because you are not fighting yourself. You are more in flow. You're more like your body has been given permission to be what it is. And, and the body is always striving to be in alignment for optimum health. So if you get out of the way with your resentment of, of the thighs or whatever body part you're having an issue with, if you get out of the way of resentment of this body part and just love that you've got this whole wonderful body that, you know, pumps and functions and breathes for you. And, and if, even if you can disturb for being grateful for breathing, that, that your lungs are working, that everything is, is working there, that's a good place. And you're starting to open up into the, into the flow energy of the physical body. Well, and a lot of there's a lot of uh, celebrities that are really m more body conscious now than in the past. Rhiannon is a beautiful example. Mm -hmm. She's got her curve. She loves it. She flaunts it. She's got no problem. <laughs> yeah. And she really loves her body, and she she doesn't you know make any bones about it. She doesn't go on these crazy bad diets or anything like the other celebrities that reportedly do. And she just says, this is who I am, and I love who I am. And I, I think that's a real strong um, example that we can get there, too. And we've been programmed for self-hate and, and not to accept ourselves, because if we love ourselves, then the weight loss industry, which is like how many trillion of bazillions of dollars, is now out of business because the women of the world have decided they, they love who they are as they are. Yes. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's not that, it's not that I want to, I don't want anybody to go out of business, but I do feel that it's important for women to own their sensuality, own their desirability and, and use that energy for their own optimum health on every level. Cause if you're feeling good about yourself, there's your mental level, there's your emotional level, there's your physical level, and you exude that. Absolutely. And you know what? The body will adapt. You know, so if you are in a battle with yourself, your body is going to prepare for battle. So your body's going to pack on those pounds. You know, your body's going to get, you know, beefed up. And I don't mean beefed up in a bad way, but it's just like, yeah, your body's going to get tough, you know, for, because you are. And, and you, just, you know, people in general are just thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. So your body's thinking, okay, well, let's protect ourselves from this emotion. I used to do that. I used to wear oversized sweaters. You know, I hardly ever looked in, in the mirror. And then finally I had to make the dis decision to take control of my body, you know, to really think about, hey, what do I want to look like? Not what the magazines tell me I should look like, but what do I want to look like? And that helped me so much with my self-improvement. It was just like a domino effect. Yeah, exactly. I, I find it is a domino effect as well. 
And the, one of the first things that, that I do in, in uh, our very first class is, is I want you to define what your goddess looks like. How do you want your goddess to be expressed through your body, through your fashion, through your sense of style? Because we're lucky to live in an age where women, you can express yourself according to you. So you can have you know, the ideal of the athletic female body, the high fashion female body, the Marilyn Monroe, Mae West voluptuous female body, or anything that you want. It, it does, we do not need to look like a certain stereotype anymore. You can express your goddess essence any way that you want. Absolutely. You can dress for your body type. You can have a scarf. You can have a bell. You can, there's so many things you can do. But we just have to, as you so graciously put it, overcome that battle. We have to get through that because our, our biggest competitor is ourselves. So if we want to continue with our self-improvement, we have to take a hard look in the mirror. And, and you know, I don't look at magazines anymore, <laughs> okay? So that was part of my whole uh, – self-improvement, self-love, just really overcoming a battle. And it's not that I have anything against magazines. It's just that it was too much information. And I feel like it was too much for me to keep up with whatever the world was telling me to do. <laughs> I agree. I was always, when I was a kid, um, uh, my parents would always come at me with, you are this tall, therefore the book says you must weigh this much. And, and, you know, I just, it's got beat over the head with this. And, and finally, I presented my argument to them. And I said, well, what if the book is wrong? And what if, for me specifically, I don't need to weigh that much. I need a little bit more. Mm. And what I have found is with all my various dieting and all of the crazy things I've done, what I have found is when I did get down to the quote-unquote book weight, I was sick and ghastly and I didn't like how I looked and it was, it was terrible. So I just, you know, sort of loosened the reins a little bit and went got back to my own comfort zone and I had the body that I liked. I felt good. I was walking tall and that, I think that just giving yourself permission to own the body that you have and create you know, express it the way that you want your goddess to be expressed, that frees up so much energy. Had somebody introduced that concept to me years ago, it would have saved me years and years of agony and torture. Yes, I can totally relate. And you said some magic words there, which I absolutely love, because really it's it's about the person, you. You know, and as long as we can be comfortable with what we are putting out there, then we can be successful. Everything is just comes back to us, that, that point of what's our decision. And it's funny because I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago where she said, when I have a daughter, whatever way she feels comfortable in, that's what I'm going to support because she may be athletic, you know, she may have muscles or, you know, whatever. I'm not going to tell her to, don't do it. That's that's where she feels comfortable. That's her happy place right there. So yeah, I, I think it's super important. 
And you're you're right. I have noticed that when women are in the body type that they feel comfortable in, they do walk with a different stride. They are more confident to speak up. And I know this applies to men too. When when men get fit, and by fit it can be whatever however they want to define it, but it has a huge impact. And I think that it is it gets overlooked when it comes to self improvement and spirituality or self improvement and business. It some people think it's a disconnect or, or that they're not related, but they are. Right, right. And and what I have found is that all the years of self torture is not not effective and it doesn't keep it off. And you know, then there's all the the subsequent self torture for, oh I failed again, oh I packed the weight on again, blah, 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 and around and around we go. But starting with this is how I want to express myself as I am right now. And I love who I am right now. Then like you've taken up, you've, you've removed the battle. You've opened up self-acceptance and then everything else starts to, you know, fall into place. Like you said, a domino effect. So the, um, some of my classes are meet your inner goddess. Uh, we address the projections and protections that, of you know where some of your sticking points are that's where your body is is protecting you based on some of the belief systems that you're carrying um <clears throat> love in motion um we start working with um being in motion working uh working the energy getting the chi flowing you know you can go to the gym you can dance you can hula hoop you can do stripper size burlesque size there's all kinds of fun ways to move your body that doesn't instill a mindset of, oh, I have to go to the gym yet again. <laughs> but if, you, if you're loving yourself and you're moving, you know, getting the blood flowing, gets the chi flowing, and, and around and around we go on a positive snowball. So then thereafter is the art of self-adoration. Um, then my next uh, class is the carrot at the end of the stick. And this one is a real sticking point for anybody who's ever been on a weight loss journey that last 10 pounds or, or I just can't seem to get going on this. Whatever it is, that motivation that always seems to just to be outside of your grasp, that carrot at the end of the stick. What we do in this class is I flip it around. We burn the stick and we completely embrace the carrot and you achieve your goals. And I talk about some of the techniques that um, we use to achieve that and then thereafter it was a big celebratory class called goddess express I love where, every one of them. well we congratulate ourselves and each other on coming through this journey and this is like this is just a taste test and these are some of the classes that'll take us to the end of october um but this is just a taste test as to where i'm going to go with this this is uh, just the tip of the iceberg because i think when we get this movement going it's going to be very profound Yes, yes, it most definitely will be. And I I love that you are looking at it as a movement. And I love that you also talked about the chi. So I know that energy and energy is so important, our energy and our surrounding energy. So when earlier you mentioned about the people who were just saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was related to that person who thought this. How do you help people to determine the energy around them, especially in regards to the people in their lives? Like how you help them in that process? Oh, well, yeah, that's a good one. 
um, what I do is I remind them that they are the movie star. They are the writer, producer, director of their life. And when you remind somebody that you are the star of your life, and essentially everybody else is an extra, and how much importance they have in your movie, it totally depends on you because you're also the writer and producer. The next piece that comes in is appropriate boundaries, uh, which is also a key piece of the tantric practice, is, is establishing boundaries and honoring those boundaries. Um, so if you are, let's say you're um, in a roommate situation and you had three other people who were very focused on their negativity and their drama and whatever the case may be, um, you can establish a boundary that this is not, you know, this, this doesn't work for you and inspire them to, and you can inspire them to change it, knowing that you're not going to, you're not going to change somebody else, but you can suggest that I have alternatives. If this is something that you would like to look at, you can take care of yourself in many other ways. Um, you know, move out, go to, you know, go to your own private place, um, anywhere where you feel that you yourself are honoring your need for a more positive circle. Um, if inviting them into being positive is not successful, there's a lot of other boundaries, but you have to own your power to be a, in a place to look at these other options. Whereas, you know, if you were a victim or a martyr sort of a headspace, then they would look totally different. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see those options available to you. Does that make sense? Yes, that, that makes a lot of sense. So okay. what, what you were saying is that, you know, everyone has choices. And I believe that just from talking with people and just reading comments, et cetera, people, uh, some people think they have some choices. Like it's, it's either this or that. And what you just said is, no, is this, that, 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 and maybe that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's really profound because it's, hard sometimes to figure out the choices that we have because we only see two paths at, at times but mm -hmm. through your workshops and you know just getting immersed in that tigress empowerment essence people can realize that they have more than two choices <laughs> right yeah one of my teachers told me years ago when i was i was in that place and i was saying well what am i supposed to do i've only got like these two cho choices and that's it but it was revealed to me that there was always more than two choices. Look for the third. And so I said, okay, what's the third? So, cause I want all the answers right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so you can go left, you can go right, or you can do nothing, but own the consequences of each one of those decisions. So even if it looks bleak and even if you can only see two choices at the end of your nose, there's always a third but whatever the choices that you make prepare you know embrace the consequences of those choices and that's an empowered perspective yes the consequences that gives some people knots in their stomach and it, it's interesting because i was um doing some reading about tarot and oracle cards and uh the reverse card came up and 
it was interesting because when people receive a, re- a reverse card, sometimes they think like, oh my gosh, oh, it's so bad, it's so bad. And listening to you, it's like, no, like, okay, like you said, or do nothing. But remember, there are consequences. So a reverse card doesn't mean it's got awful terrible. It means, hey, maybe you need to stick this one out. <laughs> Actually, when, when I do readings, the way that I interpret a reverse card is I, I indicate to the client, like, this possibility in the universe of infinite potential this possibility is right here it's waiting for you to to open yourself but it comes up reverse because the energy is blocked so if you open to the new possibility it's it, it shifts that to bring that you know fourth or fifth choice in we're like oh okay i didn't think of that yes and for those of you who don't know a reverse card is just when a card is upside down when, when right. that Oracle card or tarot card gets pulled. I love it. I feel like I need to listen to this over and over and over again for kind reminders because on, on this path, it's just that, you know, when, when you are, especially when you're working on self-improvement and you, you master one aspect, like, okay, I love myself. I got this. And then it's like, you get to a new level and it's like, oh my God, something else just came up. So, do you have um, tips for the kind reminders? Do you post stickies on your wall? What are some of the things you do for kind reminders? <laughs> I, uh, I I pull oracle cards in the morning and I ask for um, my message for the day that I can utilize to be my best self and for myself and for in service to the world. And those are, I have a, s- several beautiful decks that have some wonderful messages that keep me sort of on my toes. But I'm human too, and I have my down days. And what I do in that time is I I turn it around so that I am my own best friend. And so I say, okay, I can see you're really having a, a really bad day. So how can I be of service to you? Because these would be the same things that I would say to somebody I loved and cared for deeply. And then you wait for the response. And it'll be a true response. So I ask myself, how can I be of service to you to bring you back into a point of love? And then whatever that looks like, maybe it's go for a walk, maybe it's have a cup of hot cocoa and watch a good movie. Uh, Whatever the answer is that has come up is come from me and that's what I need. So then I do that and then I'm back in the flow again. That's pretty awesome. I like uh, pulling Oracle cards in the morning too. And I just, well, I love it because it's, it's a great insight, like a heads up come together, especially when you think, "Mm, I don't know. I don't feel like that's going to happen. And then it happens. You're like, Whoa, this is pretty cool stuff. And that is part of the self-improvement because having a, a heads up to a situation is like you were saying, like I wouldn't, I would tell someone this who I love. So I would think if I were able to look at a situation from a bird's eye view, I would have a heads up. I could see everything in its entirety. Well, almost everything in its, in its entirety and, and be able to take it from there. And it's similar to when people think, Oh, I'm having a bad day. I must be doing something wrong. It's like, no, it's one of those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go, it's a human day. We're allowed to be human. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Sometimes it's, it's not that deep. It's it's one of those days. Yeah. Well, so I, I want to talk a little bit more about your workshop because I want people to know 
uh, about your workshops and, uh, and, and, and again, how they can reach out to you. So we got the website. You talked a little bit about your web, your, uh, your workshops. So if someone is a beginner and they're like, oh, man, this sounds great. I need to get in touch with Tamara. For, for the newbie who is about to go on this journey of self-improvement, what's one of your workshops that you would recommend to them? Um, uh, meet your inner goddess. Starts actually, matter of fact, it starts tomorrow night, um, and it's the it's a two-hour class. It's uh, it's all about getting connected with your own feminine essence and becoming friends with that side of yourself, so that you can express it in this in this world. And because it's coming from a love-based place uh, rather than ego-based or fear-based, and I think. When we tune into that, it's one of our most powerful tools. Beautiful. Beautiful. So any final thoughts for the listeners? Um, just uh, I cannot, on my own personal journey, one of the greatest gifts I, I ever learned and ever received was the importance of loving yourself and all of you. and it's my greatest passion to be of service to, to bring people to that point as well. And I'm coming along for the ride too. I'm doing the work. I am, I am doing it. I am living it. And it would be my greatest honor to share it. Beautiful. Sounds like <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, for telling us all about Tiger's Empowerment, the beauty of self-acceptance and love, loving those thighs, everything, you know, the whole shebang. Thank you so much. Uh, again, listeners, check her out. The link will be in the bio. You don't want to miss this. All right. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful day, guys. Many blessings, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.